night and welcome to a day in the life of uh, Catherine Schleiber. So, I'm going to start from my childhood. And if you like listening to this, then stay tuned. There's more episodes to come. Um... So, when I was little, I never say this to people, by by the way, but when I was growing up, um, I was a weird kid. Like, just imagine this little four-year-old walking around the house saying, Mommy, where do babies come from? Seems pretty normal, right? But this four-year-old walking around the house with a basketball up her shirt saying, Guess what, Mommy? I'm pregnant. And the mother going, going, eh, what do you mean? Well, somebody kissed me on the cheek and now I'm pregnant. Not knowing where babies come from. Um, and that little girl growing up, transitioning from being this little four-year-old to this girl who's obsessed with how the human body works. How do women get pregnant? How do... How much blood can the heart pump? How many? How much air can you contain in your body at a time before you have to release it? All that stuff. But think of it this way. Uh, when I was going to high school, I was so concerned on fitting in that I was afraid to even bother to ask my counselor to put me in a class of anatomy because I wanted people to look at me and say, hey, that girl is like, you know, she's quiet, she's, you know, she's sweet. I didn't want them to go and be like, oh, that's the girl who is the only person who takes anatomy, who's interested on, uh, who doesn't want to be a doctor, but is interested on how the body works, how does the brain work, how does the lungs work, and is pretty much obsessed with gore movies, like, It went so far to the point where I was reading books about gore. Horror books, if you will. Thriller books. Um, And I could see... Every time I read, uh, I had my cousin record me at one point. And my cousin... I don't know if he still has the recording, by the way. uh, But my cousin recorded me reading this book. Because he... He told me that I use, I do this thing, and I do this thing with movies sometimes too. You know that one person, when you ask them to go to a horror, you know, to watch a horror movie, and they're, they're like, no, no, don't do that. Or, oh no, don't open that door. You know, I'm like that with a book. I'm like, ooh, you shouldn't have made that decision. Or, ooh, yeah, we all knew you were going to get your head chopped off. Um, but growing up, that's how I was. Um, it was so weird because at one point I was reading this book. Um, and I don't remember the book title exactly, but it was this girl who she witnesses a murder at prom, or she's being stalked by this guy, and this guy so happens to be a murderer, and he's in, in the class. And everybody's freaking out because they don't know who the murderer is. And he's after her. He's after the main character, the protagonist, if you will. 
and he's after her the entire uh, the entire book. And in the end, um, she escapes, but she did, she's so afraid for her life that she doesn't tell the cops. And at the end of the book, she dies. Um, I just thought in my brain that, hey, maybe it's because I'm obsessed with the idea of what if this person didn't make that choice, would their life be a little better? Like, if this person was nice to this certain person, what would... Like, would they have not been hurt or would they have been put in the same situation just later in life? Um, but every day since then, um, I, I'm 19 now, almost 20, and I still don't understand what my obsession with gore or how the human body works, uh, Like, I look at myself a lot, and I grew up in a family where everything was surrounded by uh, Heavenly Father and Jesus and the prophets, and for a girl who is in that kind of, you know, area, it's almost strange to go to church every Sunday and be like, oh yeah, that's normal. Or I have to act normal. I can't bring up the fact that I watched this PG-13 movie uh, with a bunch of gore in it. Because it's weird for a girl like me to go watch a movie on Saturday that has so much gore and so much violence to the point where it's upsetting to some of the people at my church. And then for me, I just want to fit. It's like going back into high school and wanting to fit in. Hiding my who I am to myself. And then going home and talking with a friend of, uh, I should say my boyfriend. And he has the same urges I do. And that's what's so ironic with it. Is that my boyfriend tells me too that like, hey, it's okay. It's normal to have those kind of urges. It's normal to like gory movies. It's normal. It's like, but he. No- I told him this, and the way he reacted was like, I, I, as I thought he would react. I told him that I've been watching gory movies since I was, since I turned thirteen, even before that. And he, he's like, wow, didn't know you were that obsessed with how the bo- human body works. And I simply responded as such, yeah, I, I'm that obsessed, like, I'm not afraid to push limits. But the thing is, pushing limits and following your dream does not pay the bills. It doesn't. And so, in my brain, I'm conflicted, because yes, I want to find out how much you can push the human body to go through. But it's hard for someone, like, of my age to say that to people. Because a 19-year-old, um, where I live, is it's not normal for a 19-year-old to be having these kind of thoughts of, like, hey, how much blood do you think the human body has at a time? Like, without you getting cut or without you getting hurt or without the internal bleeding, how much blood do you think 
uh, a person has, but the, expelling it, is that the same amount of blood that's being pumped every time, because it's going in and out of the heart, or could it be that you have more blood in your body as you mature, because your body's growing, it's stretching and everything. So, mind you, a lot of girls my age are there thinking, the moment they think of blood, in their brain they're like, ew, or they're like, okay, I can, I can tolerate it. They don't think, okay, how much blood do you think that the bo- human body has in their body? Or how much do you think the brain can contain? Or how much um, brain function does it take to have the heart function? Which is more important, the brain or the heart? Because the heart pumps blood to the body. The brain relies on the blood. But the brain's the one that's telling the heart to pump it. So which, which more important? Um, it's like kid, uh, people, young adults my age don't think of those things unless they want to be doctors or nurses. Me, I'm afraid of hurting people. I'm afraid of puncturing a person with a needle, taking blood. I am. I have to look away sometimes when they have to take my blood because I get squeamish. Or I tend to feel it more when I look at them taking my blood. So if, for example, I get a vaccination, I have to have something that distracts me so I do not feel it. And what's worse is I'm the type of girl who's like, I want to go ahead and get a tattoo. And mind you, they have you stay awake when you get a tattoo because they want you awake when, like, you know, because they want to make sure you're going to be, you know, aware. Because they don't want you dying on, on while they're giving you a tattoo. So, in my brain, I'm like, where am I going to have the less, the, the least amount of pain? And I'm thinking because they, I don't know if they allow you to, you know, focus on a video or something as as you're doing the tattoo um because when they do it it's because i've had a friend who did a tattoo on her um she had her first tattoo and i wasn't i was inspired by her because um when i was younger i always thought you know um like because I lost my little brother when I was younger, and I, my dad had his way of wanting to remember my brother and his kids. Um, but I designed um, a tattoo. I drew a little like sketch of what I wanted my tattoo to look like, and I realized, what if what I draw here hurts? Because I know for a fact it's gonna hurt. And I'm not going to be able to get rid of that for a very long time. Like, that's going to be stuck on my body. And at some point, um, it's like when people try to tattoo a significant other's name. Like, they're dating and they decide, you know what, I'm going to put, um, and this is just a random name. Uh, like, Vanessa just walks into a tattoo shop and he's in... Jason's gonna get her name tattooed on her, uh, on him, and she's gonna get his tattoo name, you know, tattooed on her. So they always have each other. 
And so they get the tattoo. And Jason says, you know what, Vanessa? I don't want to be with you anymore. Vanessa's got Jason's name on her. How do you think it's going to make Vanessa deal with her next boyfriend? Because he's going to ask who the hell is Jason. And why do you have his name tattooed on you? You know? Because men in my part of the valley are players. Like, they will date you and date you and date you till they can't no more. Or until, until you become a boring specimen for them. The thing is, my boyfriend doesn't live where I live. And that's the best part. Because he's not going to get bored with me. He might get annoyed with me sometimes. But he says that he likes it. He says he still loves me even when I'm annoying. He still loves me when I bother him. Because that's his job is to take care of me. That's what he tells me all the time. And I say, no, I don't think that should be your job permanently. That should be your job like when I need it. He's like, no, I'm always going to care about you even when you don't need it. I'm going to still love you even if you don't need it. If we break up, I'm still going to care about you. I'm still going to check up on you. I'm still going to, like, want you around. Because there is nobody in this whole world that I've met who is anything like you. Like, I can't have a conversation with you and not worry about you getting scared or annoyed or anything he feels so comfortable with me and i feel comfortable with him especially with the situation that my brain i feel is more on the masculine side than the feminine because i think more masculine thoughts than i do feminine thoughts like i'm yes don't get me wrong i do like to be feminine But I tend, like, my gender seems to not only be female. It's like I'm both, kind of. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm non-binary. I'm just saying that with every day, my pronouns kind of change. Like, there's, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm a female. I'm just strictly a female. Like, that's what I am. I'm just changing my pronouns, you know, every day. Like, um, like, he... There's some days where I'll address address masculine, and I'll tell people, hey, you don't have to call me he or him. Um, You can just say what normal pronouns you feel comfortable with, because I'm that kind of person, but don't get me wrong, I am bisexual. Um, Also, Pride Month, it was the best. Uh, I know it's not over yet, but I just can't believe, like, Because this is like the first time um, that I've actually celebrated Pride Month. And it's hard when you find out that like before, because I came out to my mom and my mom was so happy. I mean, she wasn't happy, but she did say that she would still support me no matter what. I'm still going to be her little girl. Um, It's your love life. It's not mine. And I find out that my mom is homophobic. She's very much homophobic. 
And I'm like, I already knew this because when I told her I was dating this girl, she was very... I mean, don't get me wrong, she still was, like, nice to me. And she was so sweet and she was very supporting of me. But I could tell, like, sometimes she didn't want to talk about my love life sometimes. And... But my, my mom was always very sweet, very nice. She she even offered to meet my girlfriend at some point. And then, worse came to worse, her, my girlfriend's parents didn't know she was dating me. Um, and uh, she broke up with me. Um, so we stopped dating and I got hurt. And I did, I found somebody when I moved schools, um, and we dated for about three years. Me and this guy dated for three years. You know, it was on and off, but it's still three years. Um, but I, I centered myself on everything. Like, I wanted to do so much for him. I even wanted to give him my V-card and everything. I was set on this man. I was willing to marry this man. A few months go by after our third year, and it turns out that um, he found a new girl. And so he says, I don't, I don't want to keep lying to myself anymore. And he breaks up with me. I go, okay, like, I understand perfectly, it's fine, so he goes, and he, months go by, and I'm getting, I get over him, or as I thought I had, I was like, I thought at one point, like, I was like, I'm finally over him, or so I thought, he goes, he texts me, he goes, hey, is it okay if I come over, you know, to hang out? I said, sure. I'm like, okay, this, he's never asked to come over. It's always been me, like, hey, I want to go, you want to come over? No, he just simply was like, yeah, can I come over? Sure, why not? So he comes over, we hang out for a little bit. And... tell him that I don't know how comfortable I feel with him being here and hanging out with me because it makes me hurt more and so of course I I just you know keep walking around and he's sitting in my room and we're talking we're doing like you know we're talking about how he is and I said hey I'll, I'll be right back I gotta go get somebody in the kitchen real quick he's like okay so I go to the kitchen because um, I started drinking coffee recently. So I go and I'm making myself a cup of coffee. And I have my headphones in and I'm listening to a song because I typically do that when I go to get coffee. And so I'm there and I'm making a coffee and I'm dancing to the song and I don't see him. And I'm in there, and I'm in it, and I see him, and I freak out. I'm like, ah! And of course, I jump, almost fall over. (laughs) 
and I'm like, don't do that to me. He's like, what? I said, you scared me. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. So I'm finally over him, and I'm happy, and I could be, I couldn't be any happier. I'm glad I have a friend like him, you know, and it's nice. But anyways, um, that's um, episode one of the day in the life of Catherine Sleeper. Um, if you like it, um, please stay tuned. And have a nice day. Welcome to a day in the life of Catherine Schleber. Today, um, there is going to be a, a theme. And today's theme is going to be about love. Um, love is a weird thing. Love is strange. Um, but when I was little, I never thought that I'd fall in love. I never thought that anyone would even be interested in me. I never, I was always picked on because of my size, because of the way I looked. Um, So growing up, that was how I grew up. And so that was my reality. And um, yeah, these are gonna be uh, these new episodes are going to be at least like a minute long or, or uh, a minute and 30. So, but yeah, uh, love is going to be, it's a little hard to, uh, you know, talk about. But I just want to say like if my, the people who I care about are listening, like my boyfriend, my friends, my family, I love all of you. That's the end. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, tune in tomorrow to see what next, uh, what new theme is gonna be.